For our next executive conversation, I am privileged to be joined by a professional who I really admire. Given a number of her career accomplishments, I am joined today by Ure Obio. She is the CEO and founder of Mind Your Matter. And as part of our executive conversation series on the law department as a business enabler, I'll give her a chance to introduce herself and share an interesting fact about her background. Ure. Thank you, Chuki. Um, yes, my name is Ure. I am the founder and president of Mind Your Matter. Mind Your Matter is an organization that I founded back in 2016. Um, it's an initiative really to promote mental wellness for women of African descent. Um, I wanted to really create a space for us to um, foster conversation around mental wellness um, with women who looked like me, um, just for that relatability factor. Uh, so it's been, it's been growing, it's been becoming, slowly becoming a success. I'm really thankful about that. Um, an interesting fact about my background is that while I have this passion for mental health, I, my master's is actually in um, industrial organizational psychology. So I have, a, I have a bachelor's in psychology and rather than go straight into mental health, um, focusing on either clinical psych or counseling psych, I wanted to um, take psychology and look at it through a business lens. And so I got my master's in industrial organizational psychology, which I use currently in my role. Um, and with Mind Your Matter, I was also able to explore the mental health side of psychology and kind of being able to marry the two um, with my day-to-day -day job and my, what I would call passion, which is Mind Your Matter. Ure, that's very interesting. And I wanna really expand on your point around the business side of psychology and how that helps to activate your passion through the Mind Your Matter initiative. Uh, as you know, as part of what we discuss with executives here in this podcast, the law department as a business enabler is to really look at how organizations are using business principles to drive their goals, their objectives, their initiatives forward. When you think of your passion for Mind Your Matter and some of the ways that you engage with your messaging, give us a sense for how you use business principles and frankly, you engage business professionals to truly promote the messaging around the goals for Mind Your Matter. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so in my current day-to-day -day role uh, where I um, use my industrial organizational um, degree heavily is in the change management principle. So with any business, any sort of business change that occurs, ultimately you're asking human beings to change a behavior. Um, and that applies across different types of um, changes, whether professional or otherwise. And so I try to apply that same principle to the work that I do with Mind Your Matter, particularly, particularly around the communication piece, because the way you communicate with people around a business change is very important. Um, timing is important. The objectives that you are communicating out is important. Um, the campaigning around the, the communication. So what message are you trying to 
give them? What do you want them to walk away with? What are their thoughts around um, this change that's coming? Um, do you want them to be excited? Do you want them to know that this change is not happening to them? Um, do you want them to know that there are people who are also experiencing this change that are like them? And so um, it creates some sort of a community. So that's kind of a lot of the, the ideas and the principles that I um, sort of lift and shift when I look at the work that I do with Mind Your Matter, when I'm um, getting ready for an event that is very heavily focused on a discussion and what we're communicating to participants who who show up to these events. So we're very deliberate with the the points that we bring up for discussion. We're very deliberate in when we bring up those points during the discussion. Um, and then again, that's all during the discussion. Prior to that, how we communicate out to um, possible participants, how we get people in into the door, um, the types of things that we want to communicate to them, knowing who our audience is and what they care about. Um, so I may talk to one person about the importance of taking care of themselves as it relates to depression. And um, that might, you know, that conversation might sound something like, hey, have you thought about going to see a therapist? And some people might be very welcome into that idea, whereas some people are not. And so you have to tackle that conversation around exercise, other ways of taking care of your mental health that isn't, that doesn't feel like you are owning your crazy, if you will, um, and more so, thinking about it from a physical health standpoint, because it's all physiological. If you are depressed, it's going to impact your physical health. So how do we approach it? Who is our audience? What, what message would be more digestible for them? And so that's the way I take the principles that I apply in a business setting with the work that I do in Mind Your Matter. That's a great point. And to build on this concept of having a philosophy around communication and then activating that philosophy within a change management mindset. Let's talk through how you define your stakeholders, right? So if you think of change management as a process, who are the stakeholders truly that you want to have activate this process around change? And you know, maybe take us through that and some of the success stories that you've had within that? Certainly. Um, so my stakeholders, well, first thing I would like to say is that, again, I have a, I have a degree in industrial organizational psychology. I do not have a degree in clinical or counseling psych. I am not a licensed therapist. And so for that reason, I make it a point to always bring in professionals who are the ones that facilitate these conversations around a variety of uh, topics related to mental health. So while I'm the face of it, I make it a point to bring in professionals who are the ones that can really help people navigate the conversations <clears throat> around their mental health. So keeping that in mind, my stakeholder group is, is more than just the people who are showing up to my events. The, the therapists or the mental health professionals that I bring in are also stakeholders. And if you think of a, a you know, an implementation program at a, an organization, you have the program team who are, or your implementation leads, they're the ones that are disseminating information out to the rest of the lines of business. Um, so those are the ones that you really want to engage early on. Um, you, you want to make sure that they are on board. They are your advocates. Um, they are, um, sharing the messaging that you want them to share. Um, they have to feel like they are part of the process. So what I don't do is I don't plan an entire 
event and then go find someone and just plug them in and say, hey, this is exactly what I want you to do. This is how I want you to facilitate it because that gets us nowhere. They have to feel like they are part of this, especially since they are the professionals. So I consult with them. I ask them, what do you think is a good approach for a topic like this? What have you seen in your history as a therapist with your clients? What works best? And so they bring that knowledge in. They help me plan the event. And then when we have participants who show up, you have people who you know, are on my side. They are, they are, we're both, we're all on the same page. The messaging that they are disseminating out to the group are messaging or message points that we've all agreed on. So no one's going rogue. Um, we're all on board on what is being shared and it just makes us look more organized, um, and really gets the message across again, just the essence of what mind your matter is about is maintained just because I've understood who my stakeholder groups are. I understood the importance of bringing them in early on. And then the, what we would call the, the Joe, the Mary and Joes of the company who are kind of the boots on the ground. We're now engaging them in such a way where they feel like they have a face where I'm the company, if you will. So they might not feel comfortable coming to talk to me about some of their issues, but they now have this implementation lead, if you will, who is the therapist that has been part of this process the entire time and can provide that shoulder to shoulder support. So that's kind of the way I try to approach it. That's brilliant, Ure. And when I think of the success that you have in really corralling the right stakeholder group and then engaging that stakeholder group around a shared objective, that's very powerful. And I know a number of leaders, but leaders of private corporations, you know, leaders of public companies, leaders of nonprofit organizations really struggle with this challenge of bringing the right stakeholders together around a shared objective. Let's talk through what personal characteristics that you have as a leader that allow you to do that effectively. Yeah, I am a big believer in delegating. I understand where my strengths are. And so right off the bat, if we have um, a series of things that need to be done, so we've documented from just the end to end process, what needs to be completed. And with the work that I do for Mind Your Matter, the way I approach it when I'm in that meeting with the therapists and the professionals, I let them know these are what my strengths are. So I will take these because you can feel confident in me that this will get done because this is these are areas that I enjoy and I know that I will get it done. Um, this is what's left. Based on what's left, what what do you feel comfortable taking? And then once we've taken everything that everyone loves and whatever's left, whatever kind of those administrative items are, we disperse it across ourselves. You know, we share it. But really, my philosophy is just knowing what my strengths are and then delegating accordingly. Yes, I'm the leader, so to speak, but they are the professionals. So I have to look at them to provide me with the information. I have to respect that I have limitations in my strengths. And so take on as much as I can take and then um, disseminate and, and um, share with the rest of the group to kind of take on what matches their strengths as well. That's really great insight, Ure. I mean, you're almost breaking down both the art and the science of delegation and how you use that very effectively. I really appreciate that. And then in many ways, too, the ability to really 
organize around your strengths and then delegate what needs to be delegate delegated you know would imagine that that helps to drive success across any number of uh, efforts both efforts that you're driving efforts that are being driven by the therapist as well as what you hope to have the participants the professionals that you engage with take away and let's talk about that so let's talk about the professionals that you engage with, you had alluded earlier to having these Mind Your Matter events. Why don't you describe to us what one of these events feels like and then what you hope to empower participants with? Yeah, so when I um, decided to start Mind Your Matter, <clears throat> the main thing I wanted to accomplish through Mind Your Matter was really just to um, help conversations around mental health become more commonplace so that they don't feel so taboo. They don't feel like they have to be hidden conversations and whispered in silence um, or in hushed rooms. I wanted it to be something where we could talk openly about it as much as, as easily as we could talk about our hairstyles. As women, we, you know, we brag on our hairstyles, we compliment each other's hairstyles, we compliment each other's clothes and shoes and we complement each other on a variety of things. I wanted mental health to be one of those things where we complimented each other on. What I mean by that is, if you've noticed a difference in a friend and um, just the way they carry themselves or behavioral changes, you could compliment that and say, hey, you seem like you're doing better, you seem happier. And I want that friend to be comfortable enough to say, yeah, you know, I was just in a really bad place and I've been seeing this therapist and they've really helped me look at things differently. They've providing me with some behavioral techniques to help the way I think about things. I want that to be the types of conversations that we have. Um, and so I wanted to start that. I wanted to start a space where people could come in and share some of their struggles. And the person across from them is like, I am going through the same thing. And so now there's this community because they no longer feel like they're living this alone. Now that there's a community, that's you know, half the battle, you're not alone. It's like, okay, so I'm not alone. So how are you managing this? Well, this is what I've been doing, or I'm not sure yet. Why don't we try to figure out what works together? Either way, we're having a conversation. To me, that's half of the battle because if no one is talking about it and everyone is just keeping it in silence, there's no help. No one can offer you help. If no one knows that this is something you're going through, they can't say, hey, try this. Um, so really the the i think half of the battle of solving a problem is recognizing that there is a problem and admitting that there is one so the mind your matter events i we have um currently have an event going on every other month called coffee shop talk and coffee shop talk is exactly what it is we meet up at coffee shops and we have conversations regarding mental health if there's you know if someone's dealing with extreme stress um, we try to talk about it. And again, it's not group therapy. It's more about, hey, these are some of the things I'm struggling with. What have you guys been able to do? And there's also a lot of information sharing um, where we're sharing information with each other around what we've done that's worked or even therapists that we've been to that were really good. And so sharing, you know, phone numbers and talking about how to, you know, find out if that therapist is in your network or what types of therapists are covered under your insurance. So again, very, very important information is being shared. But I think the the most notable thing is that it's being done in a space with women who all look like you. Because culturally, as African women, this isn't 
a comfortable topic. It's not something we, you know, often talk about. So creating that comfort for us to be able to discuss it with people who look like us breaks the barriers and allows us to raise awareness in that way and kind of um, um, start to get rid of that taboo around the topic. It's very interesting, Uri, and I really appreciate that perspective. Uh, as we start to round out our conversation and our time together, I really should ask, what are some insightful and even pleasantly surprising lessons that you've learned as part of this broader Mind Your Matter initiative, whether those lessons you know, impact your communication strategies, whether those lessons impact business and professional enablement, whether those lessons even impact personal development. would love to just share your perspective on, again, insightful and pleasantly surprising lessons that you've picked up. Yeah, I think one of the biggest things that I've walked away from this is just the importance of information sharing, because a lot of the information that we are sharing with these women aren't, you know, revolutionary things. These aren't ideas that we are only us are privy to, especially conversations around insurance and how to find out who's covered under your insurance um, or what the different types of therapists are and what they offer and just being able to go find their website, being able to go find and call, walking them through some of these steps is very easy. But I think a lot of people out of fear just don't even try to call their insurance company and find out what their coverage is. They assume that therapy is this very expensive thing and only very wealthy people are, are you know, have access to it and it costs 200 or $500 an hour. And so it's out of their reach. So it's just like, it's not for me. And, and, and I'm not going to even pursue this. But when we start saying things like, um, employee assistance program, people are like, what's that? I don't know what that is. And it's like, yeah, your company pays for a certain amount of therapy sessions for you. So you get like five free sessions, just depending on the company and what rate that they've negotiated. But a lot of people don't know this. So um, that's what's been most interesting to me is just information sharing and the availability um, of the information. And again, being able to break down these barriers and telling people and teaching them about how easy it is to be able to pick up the phone, the way you would call your cable company to figure out what channels you have. You can do the same with your insurance company. Um, Mental health insurance is not something that you tack on later. Um, it's all part of the, when you choose your insurance during, during, um, open enrollment, it's all included. So that's one of the biggest ones that I think I found out a lot about during these mind your matter events is that the conversations are going very well and people are very plugged in and engaged. And at the end of it, they're like, Hey, that sounds really cool, but I can't afford therapy. Like it's not, I can't afford that. And I asked them, why don't you think you can afford it? Well, it's not in my insurance. Have you called to find out? Well, no, I just, it's like $500 an hour. Like therapists aren't covered under insurance. And I'm like, yeah, they actually are. So these are really what some of us may think were common knowledge that a lot of people just aren't aware of. And so as part of these Mind Your Matter events, initially I went in thinking this was going to be more of a, of a very, not fluffy conversation, but more around our feelings and things like that. But it didn't. It, a lot of the conversations became more tactical around how do I find out who's covered under my insurance? How do I, you know, who have you talked to? Who's a good therapist? What kinds of things should I look for when I'm um, searching for a therapist? So it, they've become a lot more tactical and a lot more um, 
um, just something that they can take notes on. And it's not just about touchy feely. And I leave this conversation not really feeling like I've taken anything away from it. But now they have an assignment. After they go home, they now know to call their insurance company. They now know what to look for. Um, and so that kind of gives me some comfort knowing that this was information that they didn't know until they walked into the door um, to a Mind Your Matter event. That's spot on. One of the best characteristics of the best organizations is the ability to be able to give as practical a solution, as accessible a product, as relatable an answer as possible. And it seems like you've done that quite well with the Mind Your Matter initiative. And as part of our last question, and I think Ure, you know this, I, in my capacity, get the opportunity and really the blessing to talk to any number of leaders, again, corporate leaders, leaders of organizations, both public and private. And one of the most interesting lessons that I've learned is that it's very important to have a future vision of success, even in the present. So a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. I must ask, just as we round out our time together, Ure, where do you see Mind Your Matter and this broader initiative five, 10 years from now? Um, right now, these coffee shop talk series, um, these events that we're having are only in the Dallas um, Metroplex. My vision is that in the next two to three years, we'll begin having these um, coffee shop talk series in other states and other cities. and. I wouldn't be required to travel there to facilitate it. We would build a community across the United States where almost like a grassroots event where people in the communities there are the ones facilitating these conversations around mental health and they're holding their own coffee shop talk series um, and having these discussions and bringing in their own mental health professionals, but all being done within their community. So these are people who live near them, who are experiencing the same things as them, who can relate with them. So I'm not this strange face that has traveled across to come talk to them about mind your matter and mental health. Instead, they're doing it within themselves and providing that comfort to each other. So that's something I see in, in five to 10 years. And then, I'm sorry, in, in two to three years. In five to 10 years, where I see mind your matter is um, something still similar, having these you know grassroots coffee shop talk series events um, locally within communities, but also globally across the world. Um, having conferences, maybe an annual conference a year where all of these different conversations that we've been having, we have a grand one, that really big one where we can have very serious conversations. Of course, people in a mental health professional, mental health professional will be in attendance, passing out information, maybe even have counseling sessions on site. Um, it would be almost like, think of when you have, during the flu season, you have uh, different medical communities and medical doctors and associations that all come together and they're given flu shots on site. I want it to be like that, where people look forward to it and we're encouraging the community to come out, learn more about mental health. There could be, you know, partner with organizations like NAMI, uh, partner with very big organizations who are doing some great things around um, mental health and just cultivating a, a, an environment where we can freely talk about mental health and provide resources to people who need it. So that's kind of the big picture idea. But in the in the near future, 
I want these conversations to happen more often and in more places um, amongst a variety of communities so that it's not just happening here in Dallas and so that people can start to look forward to it. And I have that here. There are people who reach out to me and ask, when's the next Mind Your Matter event? I got some really great information from the last one you had. I want other people in other cities to also look forward to these types of events and um, come ready to talk, come ready to learn um, about how to take better care of their mental health without feeling like I have to be heavily medicated. And not that I have an issue with, with people who have to take medication, but I think a lot of people are immediately afraid of that and so they don't take any care of themselves by doing this this kind of starts to open up the, the gates just a, just a little bit for them to start to see the importance of taking care of their mental health and doing it in a place where there are people around them that are experiencing the same things and can provide um support that is very inspirational Ure. very inspirational look i imagine that there will be a number of professionals that will listen to the insights that you've shared as part of this executive conversation. And frankly, they will want to continue the conversation with you and touch base around a Mind Your Matter event, perhaps touch base around getting more information about the Mind Your Matter objectives and initiatives. Give us a sense for where they can continue that conversation with you, any social media platforms or websites. Yes. Um, so the, the best place to reach us is on our website, mymatter.org. That's M-Y-M-A-T-T-E-R.org. Um, they can explore the website. In the Contact Us page, they can send an email and um, we'll respond to them within 48 hours. Um, we also have a, a Instagram page and a Facebook page. Um, both are Mind Your Matter. That's it. No, just all lowercase, um, just Mind Your Matter, and they will be able to find us on Facebook and on Instagram. Great. This concludes our executive conversation with Ure Obio, the CEO, founder, and president of Mind Your Matter. Thank you so much, Ure, again for your time. Talk soon.